<laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I couldn't see the clicker. I don't know if it's around. Oh, thank you. I know sometimes we hide it like here, but I couldn't find it. Um, do just take a moment. Say hello to someone who maybe you don't know. Just go and find. You can get up. It's fine. You might actually have to move to be friendly, right? <laughs> it's all right. Actually, go and find someone. I dare you to move a whole section over. Like, ooh. You can have a few minutes. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's enough friendliness. Come on. Stuff to do. There you go. Just exchange numbers, invite them for coffee, and then, and then you're done. That's great. Uh, at some point, you're going to need something to write on. It's not yet. Uh, it can be electronic. It's absolutely fine. Uh, so you either need, like, pad and pen or some kind of device. If you wish to be preparing that, um, then feel free. Oh, one moment. I've done this once. They have little bits of like plastic that sit over the ears and they slide off. Anyway, let it rain. We're still on let it rain. We'll always be on let it rain, hopefully. Um, but specifically this month, let it rain. And it, um, it really uh, is connected to that song about let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, that song, which we've been singing a few times lately, but just simply because it is a cry of our hearts. And we say, God, please, we need more of you. We long for more of you. We long for you to be doing more of what only you can do. Now, I'm going to let you into a little secret, because we've only got one week of this left, um, because then it's worship fest. Um, If you could just, yes, I agree, right? So if we could just put that back, that image in the background, that is a photo of my sunroof. I know, right? (laughs) We were in the car, waiting to go on holiday, sat at the ferry terminal, and we pulled the kind of blind back that covers the sunroof, and I I thought, wow, look at that photo. Don't mind if I do. (laughs) Took a couple of little snaps, and then we had let it rain. I thought, ah, it's ideal. I'm available for commissions if you (laughs) need any sunroof photography done. It seems to be a new niche thing. (laughs) But anyway. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, IQ. Uh, does anyone here, just out of interest, you can put your hand up. Anyone here know roughly what their IQ is? Does any, anyone got any ideas? No. No. <laughs> Literally not one, uh, one person. You, you, you're waving. You can't, oh, I've got some idea. I mean, basically, it's extra- extraordinarily high. Oh, Paul does. Okay, one person. Amazing. Um, I don't know what mine is. Uh, I remember taking a test uh, as a teenager, um, and it was fairly high. And then you, you soon realise, I'm not really sure what that means. But, um, but we, we have come to understand that IQ is a, is a measure of what? Intelligence. Intelligence. Okay, this is good. Yes, I love a bit of audience participation. Is that all right? <laughs> it's brilliant. It makes the time go quicker for you all. Um, so these days, as well as IQ, I think it's fair to say we're increasingly aware of what sometimes gets called EQ. Now, if you're a musician, EQ is equaliser, and you, 
that's how you set the sound of a particular instrument or input device. But EQ in this context basically means emotional intelligence. So you have like intelligence, intelligence, and then you have EQ, like an, an emotional intelligence. And um, I, I found this definition of emotional intelligence and really liked it. It says the capacity to be aware of and operate effectively. Oh, no, that's a spiritual realm. Ah. Excuse me, is that something nice? Just asking. Oh. <laughs> All right, are we done? Okay, good. Everybody got that sorted. Don't worry, go back two. It's fine. Random. So, um, so this is the definition of emotional intelligence. I'm coming back to that one. The capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. That is the definition of emotional intelligence. It's not up there. Uh, the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions. And to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously, empathetically. That is emotional intelligence. I think to some degree, you could probably summarise that as the ability to express on the outside what's going on on the inside. Okay? Emotional intelligence. But there's another realm too, for sure. And that is spiritual intelligence. Now, Jesus doesn't call it this, so that's slightly irrelevant. Just go with me for the name for now. So, for spiritual intelligence, we can now put that second slide up, is the capacity to be aware of and operate effectively in the spiritual realm for the good of ourselves and others. I can see one person photographing it. Many more probably need to be. I know what it is. You're all going to download the Talk Plus slides. Good for you. Excellent. It is the ability... If emotions is the ability to handle your emotions and express them, spiritual intelligence is without a doubt the ability to be able to operate effectively in the spiritual realm. Something Jesus asks us to do. He invites us into that and asks us to do that. See, there are some things probably in the world right now that actually can't be solved by intelligence, I know what we tend to do in the world is we tend to place intelligence as the very, very pinnacle of human accomplishment. That person is super bright. They are super intelligent. But you know what? I do know some really intelligent people who honestly really lack common sense. So intelligence really isn't everything. And you meet the very, very super bright people. And very often, when it comes to EQ, they've obviously maxed out on IQ and left EQ. They just never even bothered to go and pick up their quotient of that. Okay? The amazing thing was, of course, Jesus, I don't know what his IQ was, but his EQ was pretty good and his SQ was off the charts, right? I mean, this is amazing stuff. But there are some problems that we're trying to solve in this world by IQ or even EQ that actually will only ever probably get solved by SQ. And we just keep relying on the world systems that only really believes in an I and an E, effectively. Just work with me. And actually never really leans into the S. And God's saying, I've got some answers if you just want to ask. I've got some answers. 
So we do have, without a doubt, you do come across people who say, well, I don't even really believe in a, I don't even really believe in a spiritual realm. People actually say to me sometimes, I don't really believe in, uh, in anything that I can't see. Well, that leaves things pretty awkward for that person for wind, love and courage to name but three things, right? I don't really believe in love because I can't see it. Well, I can see the effects of it. Yeah, well, I can see the effects of the spiritual realm, can't you? So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, it says in Corinthians. This is what Paul wrote. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. What I love about that is Paul is actually giving us a little bit of a pointer to where we're going in the time we have left. Paul isn't, he's basically saying the unseen is the permanent realm. The seen is the temporary realm. And, but right at the beginning, he tells us what to do. Fix your eyes, not on what's seen. We're not to fix our eyes on answers here. Probably more answers than we care to imagine actually probably originate there. For those listening by podcast, I just pointed upwards. Um, I, remember, <laughs> I remember years and years ago, I actually watched snooker on my little black and white telly in my bedroom and I learned to be able to distinguish them Um, and I I remember distinctly I was watching at the time when that famous quote said for those of you that are watching on black and white and aren't sure which one's the blue ball it's the one just behind the brown (laughs) which I found super helpful I have to say that was was amazing Um, so anyway needless to say we digress so at the moment, we are, we are saying to God, this year particularly, we want to lean in and say, God has said, let my Holy Spirit, just let my Holy Spirit, just make space, let my Holy Spirit do the mandate of heaven, just create the spaces. So, who is the Holy Spirit? And this feels like pretty basic stuff, but you'll be amazed how many people just don't grasp it. So I'm just going to fly through some stuff, and then we're going to do some stuff. So flying through the stuff, that let's go first of all, you've got the, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Quickest way to define them is they're all H2O, one's ice, one's water, one's steam. Like, they're all the same thing, and yet they're all distinct. So you've got God, they're all God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father is in heaven. Father God is in heaven. Jesus, he's not actually sat with you. I know you look at the person next to you. Oh, they're not Jesus. Um, And when you say, oh, Jesus is in the room, he's not really because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, blah, blah, blah. So that's where Jesus is. Holy Spirit, everywhere. So actually, most of what we experience, etc., is actually the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter. They're really good at passing messages on. So if you use the wrong name or something, it really doesn't matter. Um, they are one, yet three. So the Holy Spirit works on behalf of the Father and the Son to accomplish what God wants to see happen and works with us. So one of the things is the Holy Spirit looks to produce fruit in us. And the fruits are listed, Galatians 5, if you're making notes, and it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And Paul goes on to say, against such things there is no law. 
Now, that list is not exhaustive. Paul never meant it to be exhaustive. He was effectively writing this letter. He was saying, well, it's, you know, it's, it's love, it's, it, it's joy and, and peace and patience and, yeah, kindness, goodness, uh, gentleness. It's like, this isn't like only the nine. The Holy Spirit is so creative. There's so much more. But he also, as well as looking to grow fruit in us, he also gives us a series of gifts. Not least, the greatest gift, that he comes and makes his home in us. If you say yes to him, the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of us. I mean, I've stayed in some dodgy hotels in my time, right? But the Holy Spirit says, I want to come and live on the inside of you, Chris. Like, oh, it's not five star, I have to warn you. I know, I know, I know. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Right now, if you have said at any point you're yes to Jesus, then right now the Holy Spirit is actually literally living on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit who helped to create the entire universe is living on the inside of you. Isn't that amazing? Just check yourself out like, wow. Look at that. And it was even prophesied, so foretold from the Old Testament. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. So God said, look, he knew in the Old Testament that Jesus needed to come. He knew that needed to be the case. But it, nevertheless, in the Old Testament, people tried to follow God and they tried to follow God in their own strength. And it wasn't working. God knew it was never going to work because one of the purposes of the thousands of years of the Old Testament is for people to realise, God, I need a saviour. I need saving. That's one of the reasons, perhaps, that the Old Testament lasted as long as it did. And God said, well, listen, you are never going to be able to externally live up to my standards and live out my mandate for you, my dream for you. So what I'm going to do, Jesus is going to die on the cross, take all your punishment, that makes you clean, and then I can, I'm going to come and live in you. I'm going to guide you, I'm going to steer you, I'm going to reassure you, I'm going to comfort you, I'm going to give you strength, I'm going to help you to worship. So right now, Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. Now, we've got a whole bunch of gifts. I'm going to read them through. Um, I'm not going to spend any time on any of them. Uh, but they can all be found, 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Again, I don't think this gift is by any way exhaustive, but speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, prophecy, serving, teaching, being an apostle, contributing to others, exercising leadership, showing mercy. I love that as a gift. What a gift that is. Encouraging others, being single, it's a gift. Um, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, distinguishing between spirits, helping others, admin. It's a gift. Evangelism, being a pastor and speaking in public. Look at that, two in one. And skill and knowledge in crafts. 
All you people who do your basket weaving know that the Lord is with you. Even you cross-stitchers, he is with you and he loves you. Um, So the Holy Spirit does way more than helps us to produce fruit, does way more than just give us gifts, because the Holy Spirit reminds us of things, encourages us, leads us into truth, helps us to pray, helps us worship, gives us wisdom and so much more. I know so many people and I look in the mirror and I find one. I think, why am I trying to solve this myself? Like even when you're trying to find something and you can't find something. I have been known to get a bit irritated with God at times. Say, come on, you know where it is. Just tell me, you know where it is. God says, this is way more fun, Chris. Way more fun. Way more fun because when you remember, you're going to kick yourself. Yeah, whatever. I haven't got time for this, God. Um, But to live in theory trying to follow Jesus, but then never operating in, in everything that the Holy Spirit has to offer is a little bit like having a computer and then never actually connecting it to the internet. So you probably find most people that have got computers that barely connect to the internet, if you're going back that far, you probably have one program left on it that you keep that computer for it, because that program is now so old that it will only work on that computer and it doesn't really connect to the internet at all. And for many of us, we live a life, we're saying let my Holy Spirit and yet we live a life not even really connected to everything that God has to offer. Maybe it's just me. I mean, if not you, that's great. Just look at the person next to you and say, I think he's talking to you. Just, just, just say that. Um, he is our connectedness to the Father. He's our power, our counsellor, our nudge in the ribs. He gives us peace, whispers in our hearts of what Father thinks of us. He reminds us of who we are. So... My premise is this, if we are going to let my Holy Spirit, if we are going to let God's Holy Spirit do everything that God wants to do, then we've got to become more, I have got to become, maybe you, more at peace, more willing to work with the Holy Spirit and what Holy Spirit is looking to do. Because if not, I'm just going to keep controlling him out of situations. I would not say this to God, and yet I probably say it a hundred times a day. It's all right, I've got this. I don't think I've ever said that to him. And yet I probably say it all the time. I've got this. Stand down, God of the entire universe. This created being has it in hand. Never fear. So how do we... How do we cultivate a life of being able to operate effectively in the Holy Spirit, of becoming spiritually smart? It's a good question. And I think, I think that the answer lies in 
developing a life of, at the very least, having to be aware of him. You have to start there. Because if you're not even aware he's there, how are you ever going to call on him? How are you ever going to invite him into a situation? So how can, how can I foster that more? And the answer lies in enjoying him and letting him enjoy us. Now, some people would say the answer actually lies in having a perfect theology. God really loves it that we know the truth and the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. We don't need to take that role and there are all kinds of random things that I think when we get to heaven, I'll think, wow, God, do you know how many arguments I have with people over that? It turns out I'm wrong. God said, just trying to tell you. <laughs> that isn't to say theology doesn't matter. Theology absolutely matters. Understanding who God is, who God says he is, and who we are in relation to him is absolutely critical if we're ever to know who we really are. If we're ever going to get our identity sorted, we have to get God sorted and our relationship to God sorted. Absolutely have to. But God is less interested in us ticking every theological box God does not come to us and say, before I can work with you, Chris, I need to know your theology on the doctrine. And I need to know your theology on everything to do with the triune part of God. I need to know, Chris, your theology on the end times. Before I can work with you, we need to establish a few things. Well, you know what? I can barely find any two people who are following God who agree on what's going to happen at the end. I can't find two. And people have done whole teaching series on them, and people get really angry with other people who don't agree with them. Like, what a waste of time. Things are going to get really sticky, and then Jesus is coming back. There you go. That's covered, isn't it? That's easy. I don't know what else has got to happen. The point I'm trying to make here is we're always going to struggle to follow the Holy Spirit if we're always trying to get our theological ducks in a row first. That's what I'm trying to say. So therefore, we have to cultivate a life where we enjoy him. And that generally looks like worship. And I'm not telling you what your worship should look like. For me, sometimes my worship looks like just reading through a psalm or reading a bit of the Bible and just enjoying him. Sometimes it's listening to worship music and enjoying him. Sometimes it is singing or playing some worship music and enjoying him. So some people say, well, I've never really heard God. And that's what we're going to do in just a sec. I've just never really heard God. How, how do I know that it's God? Well, some of that is to do with, have you seen mums, dads can do it as well. In fact, I'm probably slightly better at it than Nick as it happens. But that ability to pick out a familiar voice in a crowd of voices, particularly mums and dads can hear their kids, can't they? From like, even though there's a stack of kids in there, they can hear their own. That's because over the years they've become tuned in. 
They know who they're listening for. They can hear the voice in the middle of a crowd. So, you need to get out a pen or something to write on. I know God can speak in so many ways. He can speak through the Bible. He can speak through friends. He can speak through situations. He can speak through trees and like things you see and God says look at that or whatever you know I know there are a whole stack of ways um but this morning we're just literally going to do a very straightforward thing so here we go if we can have hang on I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it nope yes But the the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, we're going to come back to that verse in one second. Some people say, well, I don't think I've ever heard God. What am I listening for? Well, I wouldn't say I have ever heard God like audible voice. I do have sometimes what I call category A God words. By category, this is made up. This is not like a biblical thing. This is a me thing. Category A God word is like when you go, wow, who just said that? And then one says no one. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Probably God. That thing. I don't get many of them. To be honest, most of the time I'm listening for God. I nearly always preface it if I'm going to retell it with, I believe that or I feel that. Because you know what? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So what I want you to do, in your own head, you don't need to write anything down. What I want you to do is I just want you to say your own name in your head. Surely you've done that. Good grief. Unless some of you have got like 58 middle names or something. Okay. Now, that, that voice, that sound, sound that you just heard, that is, what, that is the voice that you will hear God with. It sounds like that. Now, God might sometimes use a different voice with you, but 99% of people I've ever met who hear God speak, you hear God speak in that internal voice. So what I want you to, uh, what I want you to do is, I would love you right now to ask God, because of this Bible verse here, it says, look, peace I leave with you. That means completeness, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. I leave this with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't don't be afraid. So what I want you to do now is think of, and you're going to do this like that, what's the biggest, don't tell me, what's the biggest problem in your life? The thing that's bothering you the most at the moment. Okay, and I'm sure most of you have probably got something already, because for most of us, we live quite aware of, of a pressing Difficulty. Now, what I would love you to do is now just simply bring that before God. So I would just say, I'm going to make this up. I'm going to say my car's broken down, which it hasn't. That's not prophetic. My car's fine. Well, it was. It was earlier today anyway. <laughs> um, I, just simply, I would just simply say, God... God, you know my car's broken down and it's just really weighing heavily on me. Just speak to me now. And I want you to say that, not about your car, whatever your thing is. And what I would love you to do is be brave enough to write down what you hear. 
Just go for it. Get something out. Actually, just write what you hear. Ask God that, and then just simply write down what you hear. Okay, now the lovely thing is, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep hear my voice, know my voice. So you never have to strain to listen to God. If anything, you have to yield, you have to relax. It's the opposite of straining. Pick your word, it doesn't really matter. It's not a straining thing. I'm trying to hear from God. It's not that. It's not that. So we're just going to do another one, slightly different now. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Now, what often happens for me is I don't have many simple problems to solve in my, I'm going to call it my job for now. In what I do at Asher Vineyard, most of what effectively reaches my desk is normally when it's gone through other people's desks. Do you understand what I mean by that? And, and I get the more complicated. If it's really simple to fix, someone's probably already fixed it, and I probably don't even know about it. Um, and so often, so often, a, a problem, if you like, will reach my desk, and then I'll immediately start to thinking, okay, what can we do about this? Could we do this? Could we do this? Could we do that? Mm, what about that? Well, I don't know what that person will think. Okay, how do we have that? And the Holy Spirit is very politely. <coughs> yeah, so anyway, yes, we could do this and we could do that. <coughs> the brilliant thing is that we can ask God for wisdom and he gives us wisdom in a moment. There is not a problem that you're facing for which God hasn't already got a solution. Now, that solution isn't necessarily, well, that's that, that's that fixed. God's not a slot machine, and he's very interested in our growth and our development and in us becoming more like Jesus. Absolutely. But if you ask God for wisdom over something, he will give you wisdom. That's what the Bible says. So what I want you to do is that problem that you've got, or you're welcome to think of a different problem. I don't know how many you've got. You can start to work your way down your list. I sometimes say to God, I, you know, I've got a long to-do list, right? And I, get it and I say, right, God, item one, here we go. Um, but I would love you just to think of a problem, an issue. It can be the same one if you want. And say to God, right, I'm asking you for wisdom. What do I need to do? Now, God doesn't always give you the answer, but he will very often tell you, this is what you need to do next. So I'd love you just to take a moment right now just to do exactly that. So think of a problem that you have in your life 
Take it to God and right now just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Okay, now depending on how complex your issue is that you brought to him, (laughs) there may need to be a part two later on at home, I don't know. (laughs) I often go back to him. I'm just going to give a little bit of advice here as well. This isn't quite what we're covering, but when you're asking God for counsel over wisdom, basically, for what do I do, if you don't particularly hear anything, very often I will apply a couple of of just bits of wisdom I think really number one if you don't need to do anything right now if you don't know what to do and you don't actually need to do anything right now don't do anything that's okay don't make a decision unless you have to unless you know what decision to make like I haven't got the money for X in a month's time okay well ask God and wait if you don't have to make a decision right now to go and take back up your pole dancing or something, then like, like, just don't make that decision right now. It can, that decision can wait. Put your lycra away, okay? Just park that before God. So that is one thing. And then old orders are good orders until there are new orders. Or to put it in a driving test principle, you get in a car for a driving test and they say, keep going ahead and told, unless told otherwise. And God says, well, what was the last thing I told you to do? Well, why have you stopped doing it? He said to Moses, Moses got to the sea and said, uh, God, basically, have you brought us all here to drown? And God said, uh, no, I haven't told you to stop. Uh, there's a sea in front of us, God. And, and, and um, God said to Moses, yeah, just hold your, hold, hold your stick up, put it in the sea, sea parts. Like, basically, old orders are good orders until there are new orders. Yeah, got that? Okay, so out of interest then, because we're keeping this really practical and we're about to finish, who, um, can you just um, put your hand up, like all the way up, not this, or that, or that, like up, you can even point your finger if you like, if you, heard, you feel you've heard something from God in one of those two little activations this morning. Just have a, keep your hand up and have a little look round. Wow. Now, you can put your hands down. I'm guessing that more of you probably did, but it probably sounded so familiar and straightforward that you're probably, oh, I can't be God. I do that loads of times. So we're going to pray um, and wrap up. So if you, if you can and feel able to, let's stand. Basically, if we are going to let God's Holy Spirit, we need to learn to listen. We need to look for where God's at work. How do we know when God's at work? 
We walk into a supermarket and God says, go to aisle three. And in aisle three, there's a person who maybe they just need help reaching something on the top shelf. Maybe God says, go to aisle three. You're in aisle three looking around. Someone comes around the corner and God says, her name's Stella. Go and say hello to her. I don't know. Can't do any of these things if we can't hear from him. We need to be able to hear to be able to operate in that way. If not, we'd probably never pass Stella in the shop because she's working in the alternative way to which way I'm working through the shop or something. But it's having that time, it's having that awareness where God says, I'll free. Or you're about to leave for the school run and God says, just wait one minute. And you have no idea why. But then on the school run, you avoid an accident. You bump into someone that you haven't seen for years. You see someone who God says, get them a bunch of flowers and give them a bunch of flowers at the end of the day. Men. No, 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 no. It's weird. Get your wife to do it if you've got one. So Father, we... We want to keep being able to hear from you like this. We want to keep leaning in to letting you speak to us. And God, I am so sorry for where I shut you out and I just crack on with my day and I work my way through my agenda, my agenda that is, my to-do list, my diary. God, we want to make space for you to just pause, to let you speak. And God, even as we're listening to someone talk to us, I pray we'll have one ear on them and one ear on you. What are you saying? What can we encourage them with in that moment? What is it you're asking us to do? You're asking us to give them. God, the possibilities are so vast. Just come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I encourage you, keep having a go. Just keep listening. Keep trying. One of the ways I do it sometimes is you can get a notepad out and just write, My dear Chris. Don't you write, My dear Chris. Write your own name. And then just say, God, speak to me about what you think about me. Just start writing it down. You'll think, Oh, this isn't God. It may well be. Just write it down. See what you get. Anyway, weird ending, but we're done. So thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.